2017, I bought a single family home. Two years later, I bought a duplex. Two years later, I bought a fourplex, a duplex, a duplex, and a fourplex in one summer. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people focus on, wow, you bought so much so quickly. Like, I'm, Melissa, I think you said you're a fitness coach. I'm sure a lot of people are like, ugh, like I'm just not getting the results I need. And it feels really slow until they look at a before and after photo and they go, wow. Without Fear, a Her Future podcast is for women who are passionately pursuing financial freedom, using multiple streams of income and real estate to accomplish their goals. We are here to empower you to be brave, dream big, and design a life that you love that inspires others to do the same. I'm your co-host, Teresa Todd, founder of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and author of the book, Without Fear of Her Future. And I'm Melissa Baker, your other co-host. I'm a real estate investor and fitness coach specializing in turning properties from drab to fab. I'm here to help motivate and inspire you to build your dream life because, girl, you deserve it. Today, we're talking to Sarah Weaver. Sarah is a multifaceted entrepreneur, author of the best-selling book, 30 Day Stay, and a nomadic landlord. Sarah has 19 units in four states and went from $1,200 a month in cash flow to $10,000 per month in less than a year. That's awesome. With her extensive experience in the industry, Sarah has become a sought-after speaker, delivering inspiring and informative presentations to audiences around the world. Sarah, welcome to our show. We are so glad to have you today. Thank you so, so much for the really kind introduction. And wow, like your vision for your businesses and the message that you're putting out there is so aligned with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm really, really excited for this conversation. Oh, we are too. Yes, we are we too. Are. You have such a different story. I mean, just <laughs> what you're doing. And I can't yes. wait for our listeners to hear. You have definitely created a unique lifestyle investing business for yourself. So can you just start out? Just tell us about what your life looks like today. Yeah, so I'm calling in from Mexico City today. It's always fun for anyone that ever chats with me in the future, always ask, where am I at? Because it's always somewhere different because I'm fully nomadic. So if anyone doesn't know what that means, it means that I travel the world always. Um, I have built businesses that really are in line with my lifestyle and, and it's been incredible. So what my businesses are is I bought real estate. I own rental properties, as, as you mentioned, and then now I teach people how to own rental properties. Then when I convince you to buy out of state or long distance, and you want to turn it into a furnished rental, because maybe you bought my book about furnished rentals, then my team at Aria Design Services will furnish your unit for you. And then when you're making so much money and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all this free time and disposable income? Well, then come on an epic adventure with my company, Invested Adventure, a travel company taking real estate investors on epic adventures around the world. Wow, Wow. that is incredible. I love all of that. All of that. Hey, I'm up for an incredible adventure. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Amazing. Well, Well, lucky for you, Teresa, is I have two spots available for my Italy trip in June with your names on it. So I think you're, I I think you're coming to Italy. Wow. I'm actually going to be in France in May, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk for sure. 
Okay, I what in the world made you decide to go totally remote living on the road? Was this like something you wanted to do since you were a child or what 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 brought this on? Oh, I love this question because yes, I have wanted to travel the world since I was a little girl. Um, some people had, you know, posters of, you know, boy bands, I'm aging myself on their walls. <laughs> and I had a poster of Australia. I don't know why I don't come from a traveling family. Um, I have no idea why it's always been in there, but I wanted to be a journalist, a journalist. I do have a journalism degree and I was a journalist for about five minutes because I thought, <laughs> oh, I could travel the world as a journalist. That's what I wanted to do. I actually have a degree in international studies and journalism because you guessed it. I wanted to be an international journalist. Wow. And, and then I went re fully remote mostly because it was kind of like, why not? And I never imagined that I would still be doing it. I want everyone to know that. Like I thought, oh, maybe three months, six months. Well, that was eight years ago. Really? Wow. 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 So can you talk to us about some of the benefits of investing in real estate with this nomadic lifestyle that you have? Yeah, I think the benefits is that that's what funded my travels at the very beginning. And so I bought a rental property. I actually bought it with 3% down. So owner occupied. I thought, okay, this is pretty low risk. I'll just buy this house. Worst case scenario is I'm going to have to live in it. Um, best case scenario is I rent it out and I go travel the world. And both of those things came true. And the, the piece that I want to sell everyone, I think it's hard to sell the nomadic lifestyle. So I don't think everyone here should, you know, quit their husband, quit their kids and quit their job and, <laughs> and go abroad. Right. But I do think that everyone should invest out of state um, or long distance. And so especially those of you that live in an expensive market, let's look at markets where the cash flow is fabulous and give you the tools so that you too can invest long distance. Yes. Wow. I love wow. that. Okay. Love, love. Okay. So I have a question. So when you're like, you're in Mexico city, where do you stay? Do you yes. get a hotel, an Airbnb? So, it, so I love this because it really depends on how long I'm going to be there. So I wrote the book 30 days stay a real estate investor's guide to mastering the medium term rental. So a medium term is tenants who stay 30 days or more. What's really fun is that I'm a medium term tenant sometimes. So yeah. sometimes I rent an Airbnb for 30 days or more because traveling every week is exhausting yes. and I want to do what I call slow travel. So, you know, stay somewhere for 30 days or more. And so it's really fun. I'm an Airbnb host um, and an MTR landlord, but then I'm also an MTR guest when I travel. Yeah. And so I often stay at Airbnbs. Um, however, I think anyone that's gone to a, con a conference knows it's really nice to stay at the hotel where the event is. And so I've been staying at a lot of hotels lately because I go to a lot of conferences. I'm like you, if I'm going to an event, I like to stay at the hotel. But Same. other than that, oh, I love to the whole Airbnb experience. Yes, absolutely. And I think that I'm gaining so much knowledge about how to take really good care of my guests because I'm constantly a guest. And yes. so I'm actually, I happen to be in my favorite, favorite Airbnb. Um, I, that's really hard to say my favorite <laughs> country or my favorite city, but I think without a doubt, the Airbnb that I'm in right now is my favorite because it's owned by a friend of mine. And it just Aww. feels like home every time yeah. I, I stay here. <laughs> oh, 
Wow. That's awesome. That is. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Okay. So I know that our listeners are, you know, have a million questions. So yeah. let's talk about how you're able to manage your properties from anywhere in the world. Tell us about your team or, or how are you able to do this? Yeah. So at the beginning, girls, it was me. Um, when, when I owned three units, it was me, you know, texting my guests um, or my tenants, uh, getting their payments from either Airbnb, if it's a furnished rental or apartments.com or Avail, if it's a long-term rental. Everything was done from my computer. And yes, it was me. Even when I was living in Mexico or Brazil or Bali, I was doing everything over the internet. And so that means someone has to be in person. And so that's your handyman. I always have what I call kind of like a runner. So someone, maybe they're a property manager or even a real estate agent who's willing to do things for me on an hourly rate or, or like hourly basis. And so that's how it started. Then once I got to probably about unit number seven, I was like, okay, I need, I need more help. I, it's not in line with my lifestyle or what I'm wanting to do for me to, you know, be in Guatemala, get invited to go into the jungle, but I can't go because I don't want to be away from my phone mm -hmm. for 48 hours. That wasn't working for me. So I knew I needed to put money into my business. Cause again, this is a business and I hired a virtual assistant and then that became another virtual assistant. And now I also have an in-house property manager. Man, that is awesome. Sounds like a great team. Yeah. They, really oh, my girls, my team is amazing. I, it's something that I'm probably, one of the things I'm most proud of is I've hired incredible people who really believe in the vision for what I'm building and they give to me just as much as I give to them. And I'm so, so proud of my team. Yeah. Oh, that's, very that's nice. Awesome. Talk to us a little bit, Sarah, about your long distance real estate investing strategies. So I own 19 units in three markets, Kansas City, Des Moines, and Omaha. So four states, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska. And 10 of my units are long-term. So that is just, you know, buy and hold. I like to call them sit them and sit it and forget it um, when you use a property <laughs> manager. When you're self-managing, it's not so much forget it because you're going to be yeah. really big. But half of my portfolio is long-term. And then I own nine furnished rentals. And as you can guess, I use the medium term rental strategy. So my tenants stay in my furnished rentals for 30 days or more, oftentimes for three months. So they're three month stays, which I love. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer, sometimes I switch them over to short term rentals. So for example, four of my units in Omaha, they have travel nurses in them right now. Okay. And then the other three um, have tenants either checking in or checking out with shorter stays. And then in May, Warren Buffett, you know, the greatest investor of all time, he has his <laughs> shareholder meeting in Omaha. So the Berkshire Hathaway event. So those units are fully booked for that weekend. And then the College World Series happens in June. So I'm also fully booked for that week. And okay. then come August, September, it is crickets. We're not getting short-term stays. People are not going to Omaha on a Tuesday. So then <laughs> I switch them back to a medium term rental. So yeah. I call that the hybrid strategy. Yeah. So I'm using short term and medium term. And yeah. so I call that the hybrid strategy. Smart. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. It love it. Love it. So what should you consider and look for investing in like in rental properties? And how do you even have the time? And how do you go about finding these properties? 
Well, those are those are three very distinct questions. I don't have the time and I don't have a personal life. So so that's a whole nother episode. But 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 how do you get how do you go about investing? First, you look at your goals. So I think it's really important that everyone hears me when I say I have 10 long term units. And then Teresa, I think that you also have long term and you use a property manager because that's in that's in alignment with your lifestyle. So you first have to ask yourself, what do I want? You probably don't want to be taking calls from tenants or running over to deal with an issue, just like I don't want to. Right. And so I who wants to do that? (laughs) Well, well, I think it's important that I did do it. Like I hope everyone hears that. So so I did at the beginning because that's where I was in my life. I wasn't making a lot of money. Yeah. And I agree. I did it too. yeah, you, you, you hustle and yeah. then you build a life around it. And I realized, you know, I don't want to be hustling all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think what happens is I talk to a lot of investors because I coach investors and they come to me and they say, okay, I want to, I want to buy, you know, five Airbnbs this year and I want to self-manage. And I say, okay, why? Well, I want to spend more time with my wife and kids. And I'm like, those are not in alignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out what, where are you going? What's your goal? Is it cash flow? Is it appreciation? Is it tax benefits? Is it all three? And then what strategy is in alignment with what you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Awesome. It is. Well, so what are some of the tips for owning successful midterm rentals? I have short term and I have long term. I personally have not done the midterm, but I have a lot of students that are doing it and having incredible success. Mm-hmm. And as I'm listening to you do the whole hybrid thing, I'm I'm so impressed. I love that idea. Um, and, and so is that kind of what you think, you know, is that what you recommend? Or again, is it all about what? that individual person's, you know, goals are? Well, I think also it depends on where you're investing. So for a lot of investors, they're looking to the medium term rental strategy because they're not allowed to do less than 30 days. So first always check what your municipality allows and make sure that you're following the law um, or the rules. And then from there, um, see what demand is. So for example, I, I know an investor out of Raleigh And she owns single family homes and she rents them to medium term tenants who are moving to the area. She also happens to be a real estate agent. So then she gets that commission when they decide to buy a house. So it's a brilliant strategy. I also know an investor in the Bay Area in kind of like central California and and the Bay Area. He owns all of the coast and he rents to what we call displaced insurance policy holders. So when a tragic event happens like a fire or a flood that doesn't allow the family to live in their home the insurance company will place that family in his units. He's making incredible money doing that. I have heard that people pay a lot of money. It's incredible. And then my units are mostly one bedroom, one bath, or two bedroom, one bath units inside of a fourplex or a duplex. And I bought them near hospitals because I rent to travel medical professionals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All of that is absolutely brilliant. I was about to ask you how you picked your markets. You talked a little bit um, earlier about the four states that you're in. um, And I just want to back up to that, to to how did you pick those particular markets for your rentals? 
Yeah. So the very first one was because I grew up in Kansas City. I was no longer living there. As you guys can imagine, I wanted to get far, far away from the Midwest and explore the world. So that could, nothing wrong with the Midwest. I'm very proud to be a Midwesterner. Um, but I was living, living somewhere else and bought in Kansas City because in my mind, I thought this is safe because I have friends and family here. Well, then my friends and family no longer answered my calls and they do not want to help me with my <laughs> rental properties. <laughs> so obviously I'm being a bit facetious, but, but don't oh. think that you have to invest somewhere where you know someone. So that's the, the next lesson I learned. So then I built a team. So I have an incredible investor-friendly agent, a property manager that if I need to rely on her to do tenant placement, I have used property managers just to place the tenant, but not manage the property. Um, it means that I don't have to fly in and do showings when there is a turnover. Um, and then handyman, you know, I've built a, built a business there. However, that lovely investor-friendly agent stopped sending me deals. And so I think that's really important that everyone hears me when I say you can love a market, but it might not love you back because if you yeah. don't have deal flow, then it doesn't really matter how bad you want to, you know, invest yeah. in right. Oklahoma city, Oklahoma, if you don't have deals. So that's what led me to look at other markets. And so how did I pick Omaha and Des Moines? I looked at metrics. So I looked at population growth, job growth, that your employee your tenants need to be employed. Uh, wage and income growth. I want them making more money because my property taxes are going to go up over time and the cost of utilities are going to go up over time. So I need them to make more money so they can pay more in rent. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see home values increasing. That one's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to see crime going down. That's the only one yeah. we want going down. We want everything else going up. <laughs> What's great about those five metrics is that so many markets meet that criteria, right? For anyone listening, you're thinking, Okay. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Mm -hmm. Well, then I needed the home price and the deal flow to make sense. So I needed an investor friendly agent to send me deals and then the home price ratio to rent needed to make it cash flow. Yeah. Got it. Whoa. Nice. That was fire. That, that was fire. A lot of good information right <laughs> yeah, there. So anyone that is taking notes and listening, um, boy, right there, you can take that and go find your next property. So thank you, yes, Sarah. Yes. So you started in 2015 yes. doing thank a couple you. of single family mm -hmm. houses uh, and then exponentially grew your portfolio. Can you talk a little bit about the process of what was different, what's similar about your strategy back then versus now? Yes, absolutely. Um, but before I forget what I just talked about with markets, I'm sure people are like, okay, but where do you get the information? What should the population growth be? So I would love to give your users like exactly yeah. what I use. So I have a nice little, um, we'll call it a freebie. So if they go to sarahdweaver.com forward slash markets, M-A-R-K-E-T-S, then they, they can get that for free. So I list out those right. five metrics. Nice. There's also a six metric that I don't remember, <laughs> but I know that it's six <laughs> metrics in the thing. Hey, Sarah, say, say it one more time. Say that one more time. How do they find it? SarahDWeaver.com forward slash M-A-R-K-E-T-S markets. SarahDWeaver.com forward slash markets. All right. Thanks for sharing. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. And then, and then, yes, my, my timeline is so interesting, Melissa, because I bought a single family home in 2015, sorry, in 2017, I became an agent in 2015. For those listening, no, you do not need to be an agent to invest in real estate. Yeah. And then in 2017, I bought a single family home. Two years later, I bought a duplex. 
two years later, I bought a fourplex, a duplex, a duplex, and a fourplex in one summer. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people focus on, wow, you bought so much so quickly. But it, it, when you're living it, it feels really slow. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm, Melissa, I think you said you're a fitness coach. I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, like I am just not getting the results I need. And it feels really slow until they look at a before and after photo and they go, wow, look so how true. much I've transformed my body. But it, it feels like it took forever. It's exactly how my real estate was. I bought something. Two years later, I bought something. Two years later, I would consider that quite a bit of real estate that I bought that summer. Yes. That is a lot. That is a lot. So have you, go, going back to the beginning and as you got started, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone kind of guiding you along the way or coaching you? For that first house, no. And so I could have made a lot of mistakes, but I bought a really good property. So thank, thankful for what I did um, at 27 when I bought that yeah. house because I could have flipped it. I could have flipped it. I could have burned it. I could have, you know, done all these things, but I kept it as a buy and hold. And then about a year later is when I realized, yeah, I need help. Like I, you're not meant to do any of this alone. So I hope everyone hears that you're not meant to do any of this alone. And so join a program, like find a mentor, even if it's paid, that is such an investment into, I like to call it taking the, the elevator to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. You can take the stairs. I think anyone listening to this is likely driven, ambitious. You have what it takes to do this and you might get tired and you might stop at the 27th floor or it might take you four years to get to the penthouse. And so why not hire a mentor to take the elevator to the top? Yeah, I so agree. So so agree. Well, what advice would you give to someone who doesn't have much capital, but desires to start investing? Yes, that was me. I I had a job. I was making $47,000 in 2017. And I bought a single family home for $217,000 and I did 3% down. So I did live in the property. So it's, it's a lot of delayed gratification when you <laughs> house hack. But if you really, really want financial freedom through real estate investing and you don't have the capital yet, I really encourage you to house hack. And then once you've house hacked and you're like, never will I do that again. Thank you. But no, thank you, Sarah. Then <laughs> you can, you can do what I call be the hustle partner. So that's actually what I did last year in 2022 is I bought two more properties, both with what I call capital partners or the money partner. And they're my equity partner and I'm the hustle partner. So I brought $0 to the table and I now own four more units. Yeah. Yeah. Using other people's money. But really in this way, I love the whole equity partnering thing. Love, love, love it. Yes, yes. Sarah, we like to ask our guests for three takeaways. What are three things that you would advise an investor or an entrepreneur who is looking to be brave, who's wanting to grow and perhaps feeling stuck where they are? Oh, man, there's so many things that I can say, but I think um, the, the title of your book really sits with me, like without fear of her future. So let's talk about fear. You're going to feel it. You are human and real estate investing is risky. So you're going to be fearful. And so I do what I call function in the fear. So while I'm fearful, because I'm not crazy and it is scary, (laughs) I still put one step in front of the other. 
So I'm still functioning, even though I'm scared, I'm functioning in the fear. And I think that that's so important. Yeah. And when you are scared, you have to like, like call it out, like recognize that emotion. Like, okay, why am I scared? And then you write down everything bad that could happen. And so first out, first your list starts reasonable. You know, this could be a bad deal. I could have to pay the mortgage out of my savings. Then I drain my savings then I'm broke. I'm my, I lose my job. My husband leaves me. And then I have to sell my body for money. Like that's where my <laughs> mind goes. Maybe your worst case scenario goes somewhere else, but you write it out. And thank you for laughing because at the end, you're kind of laughing too. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm, this is not going to happen. Like I'm right. not going to lose my job because I bought yeah. a bad property. Exactly. Obviously I'm not going to sell my body. For, like, so you start like, okay, I'm being a little unreasonable, but fear does that to you, yes, right? It like does. fear makes you unreasonable. Yeah. And so I encourage you like grab a pen and start writing it down. And hopefully by the end, you're laughing like we are because you're like, yes. okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's great advice. It is. Well, Sarah, I just want to say again how I just have such respect for what you're doing. I love it. I love the way that you're helping other people learn to invest in real estate. That's what we yes. are all about is helping women yes. find that financial freedom and not just financial freedom, but you've chosen a lifestyle so that you can truly have that freedom to do what you want. And uh, that is a beautiful thing that very few people. And I know that Melissa, that's, you're going to ask me what my takeaway is. I am. And I that am. is my takeaway is that so very few people will do, will choose to do what Sarah has chosen. Yeah. And that is to live a, her dream life. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. Yeah. I hope, I hope Thank everyone you. listening can, can get out of, notepad and a pen and take some notes on the steps she took yeah. and the, the advice that she gave. Cause it was totally just, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's was. awesome. Thank, thank you both so much. You're actually bringing me to tears because I'm sitting here in Mexico city and I remember being here probably seven years ago and thinking like, this is what I want. Like I want to pick up and travel on a Tuesday or I want to have dinner with a bunch of entrepreneurs, which is exactly what I did last night. And, and I was very intentional with what I wanted my life to look like. And, and I joked earlier about like not having a personal life. And I think it's because my personal life is biz. Like I love talking about business yes. real estate, travel. And so thankfully all my friends are in business, real estate or travel. And yep. so I, 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 I really took the time to say, what do I want my life to look like? And anyone listening, I hope that that's encouraging, but in case it's not also know that I like really wanted a great body and a meaningful relationship <laughs> and I'm working on those things, right? Like I don't have it all. Do I, do I have pieces of my life that I really was intent on seeking? Yes. And there are still things that I want in life that I don't have. And so I hope everyone hears the whole story. Okay. This is so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Sarah. Can you let our listeners know how they can connect with you? Yes. I really do love hearing from you guys. So please reach out. The best way is Instagram, which is Sarah D Weaver, or you can reach me at sarahdweaver.com. If there's anything that I talked about that you want follow-up, it, it's normal to have thousands of questions from here. So please reach out. I would love to be a resource to you. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, if you heard something that helped you today, please share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to hit follow and leave us an honest review. It lets us know that we are making an impact and helps us reach more people. If you've been thinking, praying, or planning for a rewrite in your life, one of financial freedom and joy in what you do, just like Sarah's talked about today, then the Without Fear of Her Future Masterclass is your key. Learn how to get started investing in real estate without your own money or credit. Virtual spots are limited for Without Fear of Her Future Masterclass, hosted by myself, Teresa Todd. So reserve your spot now at the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining us today. On behalf of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and Teresa Todd, I'm Melissa Baker, encouraging you to be brave and dream big. 